The following program is rated TV MALV. It contains strong language, violence, and nudity. It is intended only for mature audiences. Barflies, welcome to the Barfly Tailgate Show. You already know it's done by Barflies for Barflies and all the other Bears fans out there, fellas. What a fucking week! <laughs> it's uh, it's it's been a long one. Um, first and foremost, for anyone who notices that Chris is not here, he's feeling a little under the weather. So uh, T's and P's out to him. Hope he gets to feeling better. Um, I was really looking forward. to his wanker of the week <laughs> we're trying to figure out who to who to put it on uh but uh unfortunately he is not feeling good today um and kb just backed out so hopefully he'll be back but jordan how you doing this morning man what's going on um i'm well good morning fellas it's uh i i don't know if i'd be the one to do the wanker of the week but i'm sure i could find somebody it's not hard to find blame on this uh <laughs> rolling dumpster fire of a team um, but I mean, it's it's all good. We're uh, we're here this morning. It's uh, 7:06 a.m. on the West Coast, Best Coast, and I'm excited to chat for the next 90 minutes with you, fellas. Absolutely, absolutely. KB, welcome back, brother. Man, we missed you last week. Oh. Uh, how you doing out there in uh, South Bend, Indiana? How is it feeling Ooh. in the <laughs> in the let's, land of the Irish? Let's just let's just say I'm glad I wasn't out last night because woo. <laughs> I know it's some fans was rioting, boy. I heard I heard sirens going off, so I knew it was bad. I knew it was bad. But uh man, it's uh you know the weather starting to change a little bit, man. It's starting to get a little bit, get a little bit of that fall feel every once in a while, but most days you get that, hey man, it's hot as shit. So hey, you just just here to talk football, baby. About this trash ass team. What we here for it. <laughs> Yeah, if there's one thing we have as Bears fans, it's loyalty. I mean, we we buy in every off season, and then by week three, we're ready to burn it all down and 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 try to start over. Um, I, I mean, last week was the first time I can remember since the Tressman era where I turned the game off. I turned it off. Yeah. When we went down, I think it was 20 to 10, I said, you know what? I, buy, I paid for the Sunday ticket. 
I, I'm going to look around a little bit and see what else is, is going on. So I flipped over to the Bengals game, and they were losing too. So I was like, well, fuck, both of my teams are losing. And then I flipped over to the Kansas City and Jacksonville game, and that was boring as shit, uh, which was surprising um, down there in Florida. And then I saw the score pop up that the Bears score. I was like, well, three-point game. I guess I'll flip it back over. And I flipped it over just in time to watch them call two screen passes on their own five-yard line, hmm. uh, one of which got picked off for a pick six. So, uh, you know, that that's, it, it's fun. Uh, Matthew Fulcisi says it's sad, AC. I agree. Uh, it's just – it's so difficult, man. And, and then I get to go to work. <laughs> where I've told you guys before, Kentucky is uh, – it's an entity all in its own where we don't have a, a pro team. You know, Cincinnati is the closest one. But uh, so you get a lot of Steelers fans. There's Bengals fans. There's Cowboys fans. Of course, they're it's their year finally. Um, it's uh, it's just different, and I get to hear about it. But uh, Jordan, what were your takeaways from last week's game? And then uh, we'll try and I guess turn the page again. I mean, we'll, we've got a lot to talk about today. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's. I know we were talking about it last week, but I, I think I was saying, you know, it's it's hard to go down to Tampa, have swamp ass, and play a uh, play a team that's used to that. And you know, it, it doesn't help when Nate Davis doesn't play. I actually thought Tyree Carter did pretty well. I think that they got something there, so that's inspiring. Uh, you know, now Braxton Jones looks okay, but now he's gone, and uh, Darnell Wright looks fine. I mean, but you know, the reality is that they got they got ragdolled a bit, and Todd Bowles sent sent that blitz and. Which we and, saw happening. Yeah, I mean, you, you think back to certain. <clears throat> sorry, you think back to certain plays. You got Cole Komet on the sideline dropping a pass that you just can't drop. Uh, nice ball to to Claypool, of course. But I, you know, I, I think a lot of people are like, well, a touchdowns a touchdown, but you get style points. Then you get, you know, hey, you have Cole Komet running the wheel route that was wide mm-hmm. ass open. Uh, that I'd rather you make the easy throw than try to sit there and thread a needle. But the long and short of it is, they got outclassed as they they usually do, and um, I'm. I'm, I planted my flag last week, I guess a week earlier than most people, but I'm still here planting it, which is I'm out on the quarterback. I'm out on the coach. Uh, I would be out on the GM, but I can't be because if you get rid of the GM, you're going to end up losing all those draft picks too because the next guy is going to not value them the same way. So uh, at the end of the day, I wish the best for Justin Fields. I hope he finds it at another organization that isn't so dysfunctional, but uh, as you can see, I'm scouting college quarterbacks left and right because I know this this routine. I know what's coming. So, uh, best of luck to the team. I'm still here rooting, but uh, as far as the Bucks game, that was another pretty sad excuse of an NFL team. I should call them XFL team now because that's about where they they should be playing. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of that uh, Michigan quarterback on your timeline lately. Yeah. Uh, I think I know who you got your eyes on yes. next yes, year sir. in the draft. <laughs> you know why? Because he plays like Justin Fields, which is probably a good and a bad thing. That's mm. that's why. KB, did you watch the game last week? Uh, what were your thoughts overall? And all right, so let's 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 go with full disclosure here. I was fucked up last weekend, bro. Uh, I was in Houston. <laughs> uh, a lot of drinking involved yeah uh that being said i got to uh catch bits and pieces of the game for because i was actually catching my flight at the time so i got to see the bits and pieces i saw a couple uh 
you know what I'm saying, drives in the first, saw the touchdown drive. I was like, okay, you know, they coming out there doing something, you know, as typical Bears. And then it just went downhill. Uh, I spent a lot of time looking at the loading screens, probably for the better, because I probably would I probably would have been cussing and screaming at the terminal, probably been locked up by, you know what I'm saying, airport security or some shit. Uh, you know, black guy losing his fucking mind. It's Houston, so you, you, it wouldn't be really bad. Uh, but I, I, it's it's just a it's just an endless waltz of bullshit, man. It's it's the same shit every year. You 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 dress a pig up, and and then next thing you know, you dressing pig up again in a different outfit, and you thinking it's gonna be different. Uh, <laughs> I at this point, yeah. I I don't know what to say about this team anymore. I'm sure we'll get into all the antics that happened this week. Yeah. Uh, but as far as that game. You battle back, okay. I get it. I don't get what the hell the, the I don't I don't I don't know what our offensive philosophy is at all. <laughs> Buddy. I, I would I I want to venture and say that you know the defense looked a tad bit better with Eberflus calling plays. Uh, but that's just, that's that's not saying a lot right now. Yeah. Um, I guess the goal the you know what I'm saying the the goal twinkle in the eye is cuz is playing good as shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna try and bring up some bright spots, and uh, and uh, Andrew Billings is graded out as the top-rated Chicago Bear in the first two weeks. You know, I want to I want to just quickly apologize, KB, because I was you know I've been talking a lot, and I I swear it's I promise, forgive me. It's just because it's early in the morning, seven o'clock here. I'm not kidding when I say, I mean, and, and it couldn't have happened to a better guy. He's been gracious with his time when he's come on. He oh, everything yeah. you talked about. With you, your cousin, he seems like a fantastic man. I've told you how high I was on him when he was coming out of Baylor. So, yes, sir. I, I, for, I for, forgive me because I forgot to tell you, he is honestly probably the only redeeming one of the few guys on the team. It's Roshan, <laughs> it's him, it's DJ Moore, who I feel like is shackled because he doesn't get enough opportunities. And that's the sad part is about that. That's, that's about, about it. it. After that, it's like, who, who else? Man, look, bro. Wow. I'm, I, I, nothing, nothing would plead would make me happier than him to be posed as a keen mix. Nothing would make me happier. That's all I'm saying. Honestly, and I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, yes, not KVAC. I'm not even standing. Like, I'm not, I'm not bullshitting here. Give my man the new contract. Like, I, and I know it's, it's hard when the team's losing, and I know we're only two weeks in, but, I, and I always will stand by that. Like, why are we rewarding people for losing? But at a certain point, when you're just a joke of a franchise, you, you got to break precedence a little bit and be like, look, we brought in a bunch of free agents. We brought in some highly paid ones. Mm-hmm. And they're not doing what this man is doing. Pay that man. Right. Put some more change in his pocket. So you tell your cousin that's what that's what I need by the end of the season. Oh, yeah. Give that man an extension. Hey. The only, the only uh, downfall is uh, we just drafted two defensive tackles, yeah. second and fourth round. So we'll have to see <laughs> if if he can get that contract. But I got a Billings jersey on the way, just so y'all know. Oh, Hopefully yeah. it's here before October twenty second when I make my uh, Bruh. my trip up there to Chicago because I, I got a blue one for me and the wife's got a white one on the way. So we'll Ooh. be big when we get up there in the states for Wait. sure. 
but uh, <laughs> the only other bright spot is, I mean, Roshan Johnson ripped off a thirty-yard run, and then they just they just pulled him off the field. So I, I mean, hey, but you know, and I have to say this because I I'm just the weird one that sees this shit. I don't I've never heard not heard anybody say another word about it. You know, everybody talks about they ran the same play three times at the end. They ran a toss play to Roshan Johnson for 30 yards or whatever it was. And it ended up being a penalty or timeout. But the next play, they got the snap off and then it wasn't an active play. It was the same exact run. Oh, yeah. It was. It was the same. Which is fine. I mean, maybe it would have worked, but I just can't help but laugh. I'm like, didn't they just flip it? Didn't they try to do it to the other side? Wasn't that what it was? I maybe it was, but I'm like, it was a same toss, fullback in the game. Like, and it wasn't like, oh man, we just didn't have any time on the clock, so we just had to run the same play. I'm just going like, man, Luke Etsy's at the point where you could just see him on the other play sheet. He's like, well, that was a positive play, and all these others have red X's next to it. Man, it worked. <laughs> so, uh, ah, shit, go for the that's the only green one. Call it again. Hold on, say hit, hit, repeat. Yeah, yeah. damn it. That's... But no, oh, Rashawn looks excellent. AC, yeah, yeah. Should be starting. And I've told you guys, I'm out on the coach. I was out on the coach before I was out on the quarterback. I still have faith. I'm I'm holding on to what I saw in the draft. You know, what I saw at Ohio State, what I saw in spurts last year. We've seen Justin Fields do it. And he came out this – I guess we'll get right into it. This week he came out and the media – shout out to the media for actually holding someone's feet to the fire for the first time. I've never (laughs) seen that. But they said, you know, what's happening out there? And, and he said, I don't know, maybe I'm playing robotic. And they're like, well, what's, you know, they continued to push to really get to the root cause of it. And he basically said, you know, uh, maybe it's coaching. Maybe I'm just getting too much information and it's and I'm out there thinking instead of being out there playing. Uh, he tried to walk back those comments and say that the media was flipping the team against the coaching, but I don't understand. I mean, it seems to me like they pulled the exact quote. I don't see how they could have pushed that any other way other than you said you were being overcoached. And we kind of said that too. Well, it just drives me insane. I'm sitting on my couch. I can see guys open and know a screen's coming. So these guys who study film all week long are in the weight room all week long have – professional head coaches telling them what to watch for, you know, they've got to see it. Like I'll just, hopefully Justin comes out today and, and plays well. I mean, we need it. We need, we have two first round picks and it would be absolutely incredible if we didn't have to use one of those on our quarterback and we can move forward, but I'm still out on the coach. We already talked about it. KB, your cousin's balling out. We're playing well against the run. I think teams are averaging three yards a rush against us. Uh, and we won't see a whole lot of that with Kansas City today, I don't think, because they just don't run the ball as as, as often. But then when you get in those third and long situations, it's like they pick it up every time. Yes. That's why I turn the game off. Has, I has can't been. sit here and watch us third has and eight, third and for the past decade, like, has, has that not always been the thing? What did, what did I say? This this is something I didn't get to say about in the last uh, our last thing. Well, I was just like, you know, we uh we played the Packers, and what did I say the key would be on defense? You should bring pressure 
every fucking chance you get. Because why would you let Jordan Love to sit back there? You don't have Khalil Mack. You mm-hmm. don't have Julius Peppers. You don't have this bookend, go get a defensive end. So you have to bring five, maybe six, yeah, to rattle somebody. I, you can see the Falcons are light, lit his ass up. They were getting in his face. Yeah, he made plays. I can live with you having a zero coverage going at somebody, and then he makes a play. Mm-hmm. But when you're bringing three and four fucking rushers all game and you putting people in the coverage and he's just sitting back there with seven seconds to throw the damn ball, right. yeah, the man's going to look like fucking Mahomes. What do you expect? And it's been that way. Every time we get a third and long, it's we play this soft shell fucking bullshit and all people are doing is, hey, let's go to the sticks. Throw over the middle. They're, they're always going to be soft over the middle. It's always the same shit. Mm-hmm. It doesn't change, man. That's the scheme. That's that's the Tampa 2 scheme. You play zone, you get home with four. And now Iberflus, I'll give him a little credit. Last week he did dial up a couple of blitzes, but we he still did. weren't hitting. I mean, we brought it Yannick Ngakwe, who came in with eight sacks every season his whole career, and all of a sudden he can't tackle Baker Mayfield. I mean, he, he had him dead to rights twice. <laughs> Baker was just, a magician last week. Man, we every Baker time, bro. like Joe Montana, like man. he was just, he was just out there dealing, and it, it just killed me. It kills me as a Bears fan. And today at four twenty-five, if you look at the slate of games, uh, your boy can't turn the game to a better game. <laughs> there just ain't a whole lot there at four o'clock. Uh, so I, I, I'm not sure. I mean, I guess I'll just have to sit through it and watch it. But. Uh, um, <laughs> It's literally the first time since the Tressman era that I turned the game off when I stopped watching and I went and did something else. I even my even my father in law, my wife, my father in law, we went and had dinner yesterday. He was like, I heard you turn the Bears game off last week. I was like, Hell yeah, I did fuck those motherfuckers. (laughs) (laughs) You you get the feeling, man. Uh, one of one of our dearly departed brothers from the from the from the show, man. I'm starting I'm starting to feel like badge on some days where I'm just I'm just really so fucking frustrated and pissed that I'm just like, bro, I I don't want to talk about this fucking team. Because it, it's it's never us talking about a positive. It's never us saying, hey, you know, we're on the three or four game win streak. How can we keep this up? Or, you know, just just getting that that outlook of hey, we got this team coming up, man. This is gonna be a good game to watch. We thought that was gonna be Packers game. You know, because right. we thought something was going to change. Absolutely. But it's not. It's it's literally the same shit, man. And it's it's literally us <laughs> for, what, almost four years now doing this shit, coming in, saying the same shit, bro? Yeah. Yeah, Wednesday was a really rough day at Hallis Hall. Um, KB, I told you before, I was trying to pull that clip from the office where, where Michael Scott's saying, stay fucking calm. Stay fucking calm. <laughs> so I was – but uh but I didn't I didn't pull it but uh that that's what it reminded me of as I was watching all the press clippings you know and and hidden in that was um Braxton Jones goes on IR so now you've got Larry Borum at left tackle who I don't trust I mean I don't... <laughs> we barely trusted Braxton Jones <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> 
So, so I mean, Justin's going to be running a lot. He's going to have to because those guys are and and you got Chris Jones coming in and a bunch of a young, fast defense that Kansas City doesn't get as much credit because you got Mahomes and Kelsey on the other side. But that defense has been playing pretty well this year, and they come after you, and they uh, they they definitely play hard um, around Chris Jones. And then you got Chris Jones taking on graded as the worst center in the league uh, with Lucas Patrick and Cody Whitehair completely forgetting how to play guard all of a sudden. And Tyree Carter was fine. I mean, he was out of position a few times, but he's a backup. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you got Darnell Wright, a rookie right tackle. So it's uh, it's all bad news. Uh, you guys, what did you guys feel when, when uh, Braxton went on IR? I, I just felt weird that they kind of, it's almost like they snuck it in there and it's such big news. You know what I mean? Like with everything else that was happening, it just kind of like, Oh, by the way, <laughs> while we got you, <laughs> man, to... I, this, <laughs> when I saw it, cause you know, it was just, it was just shit just coming out left and right. And first, first of all, you already knew we had the, Hey, you know, this shit with, with uh, Alan Williams was going on, whatever the case may be or whatever the situation may be. And this is like, okay, so this is continuously looming. Uh, is this man going to get play calling duties back? Is this going to be that or whatever the case may be? And then it was like, oh, just feels came out. Yeah, could be coaching. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks, Justin. We've been – somebody's finally speaking the truth here. Thank you. And then it was like, hey, guys, hey, uh, Braxton Jones hurt. Hey, uh, yeah, Alan Williams retired, uh, resigned. Wait, hold on. Let's backtrack a little bit, man. <laughs> Why is he hurt? When the, when the fuck did this happen? How? Right, right. Like, why? Why is this a thing? <laughs> and your mind just goes immediately of like, bro, he was already kind of just on the edge of playing. <sighs> Who's going to play left tackle? Yeah, they, they talked about maybe a Darnell Wright moving back over there, but he didn't do great at that in college. He was okay at it, but we heard some of everything. They said something about Darnell Wright because that's on the table. Borm, which was the one that made the most sense, I guess. And then I should they he even said something about Jatari Carter moving over. So I shit, the fuck if I know. I look this line that we thought was gonna be rebuilt. Hell, we don't even know if Nate Davis is playing yet. Yeah. So, I mean, but I, hey, fellas, fellas, <laughs> it, you just can't fix it all in one offseason. It's been like 20 months, <laughs> and you just got to give it some more time. Don't you just need like another 13, 14 months, and we'll fix the center and the left guard spot. We'll get a couple DNs, and it'll all be gravy, baby. Like, hey, man, I, you, you know, we, we always hear this shit about the Pickens pick, and we could have had George Pickens, blah, blah, blah. We could have had the fucking center out of out of fucking Minnesota. I'm still, I will die on this fucking hill. He was on the board, like there, twice, two times, two well, times. Could have had John Michael Schmitz this year, but they didn't. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, Schmidt. Two times, <laughs> bro. <laughs> I can't. I can't, I can't bro. They didn't. They didn't trust Cuzzo to hold down one of those D tackle spots primarily. So that you could have freed up one of those D type of spots to get yourself a, a center, but I mean it's I, it's easy to play hindsight. It's just it's frustrating. It is, it is, but you know it's just like bro, we. <laughs> I, 
I've, so this is comedian that I watch on Instagram a lot. Uh, he does uh like these skits where he's sitting in the window and he's watching people cook or watching oh, people yeah, do yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, <laughs> what what what's happening here? So <laughs> bro, I feel like that with the Bears, bro. Like you watch them pick the, the D tackles, I get it. You needed D line help, whatever. But it, like, bro, I'm just don't don't put don't pick it. <laughs> like that's how I feel, bro. It's just yeah. deflating. It is deflating. We, I don't, I don't know what, like, what's the plan going forward? That's my major question. When I'm sitting here agreeing with Shady McCoy, we have a problem. Mm-hmm. We have a legit problem, bro. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's tough, and uh, it's just, man, it's, it's. I guess I should have done a show rundown because I. <laughs> I don't know. No, no, no. We, can, it's, we can talk about stuff. It's not like we're running out of things. I mean, it's uh, just, not at all. There's a lot. It's just all kind of jumbled well, up here. I'm trying I, to. I'll tell you what. Out. I could be totally imagining things. And I did see an Aldo had a question for me, so I'll answer that in just a second. But oh, I will yeah. I will say, I do. Maybe it's conspiracy theorists, but do you realize how hard it is to get one of 32 jobs in the NFL of a coordinator? Oh. Nobody resigns. Nobody resigns. So you can tell me health concerns and family issues all you want. I'm not telling you that that, there's probably not something there. There's absolutely, he's probably got a gazillion and one things. We're all people. We all have things outside of work that are frustrating. But I refuse to believe that it was just truly, uh, you know, a split uh, with, you know, harmony and there was no issues between the staff and him because i don't know i think that at some point you probably had flus go I, just a little bit of strife going hey i like my defense called a certain way you're not calling it buddy yeah and, i mean uh, they didn't even give us any information though they were just like there is no update there is no and, and that's that, that's a hard one for me too because i like I, you know we have greg gabriel that always talks about it's none of our business and i actually to be fair i think he's quite right it don't need to i don't need to be told why nate davis is missing Miss a work, you know, somebody tells you that they're not coming into work. I'm a manager. I, I don't sit there. None of my staff comes to me and goes, Hey, tell me exactly why why Joanna's not reporting to work. Like, no, it's it's nobody's business. So I get it, but at the same time, I do think that there's a cost of doing business that way, where it leads the fans and everybody to go, like, is this a professional organization? Why are you so secret? I mean, it's yeah. not like what you're doing is working. You're not winning games with all those secrets, so you might yeah, as well right. just air a bit of it out. So it is strange. Yeah. I, and I, I just think that there's something underlying there, and I'm hoping that we get the story at one point. Um, yeah. And then before I let it go, all this question of Juwan Taylor jumping off sides, I know he got benched last week for jumping off sides because of, you know, they're tightening down on his roles. And, I mean, that's the pain in the ass thing about it is he's going to have to relearn and teach himself to get off the line at the right time. As far as what the Bears D lineman could do, I know it sounds silly, but I used to, I mean, I used to do it, and I know that NFL players do it. I like to shake the hands in front of an offensive lineman. Like you shake your hand, you, <laughs> you're acting like you're jumping off. Um, you have your hand down, and then you have your free hand, you know, messing around like you're getting off. Um, I also think that a way that you could try to, to benefit is, and they won't do this because the Bears are the Bears, but if you would line up in these wide nine te- <laughs> techniques. <laughs> Well, the Bears are the Bears, but if you were to light up a a wide in a wide nine 
and you were actually like a Yannick Ngakwe, if you were able to get him beat a couple times, mm-hmm. that would put pressure on him to be like, holy shit, they're out wide. I got to get out of my stance. I got to right. go. And that's what's going to be able to get him to um, fall back into those habits of jumping offside. So although I hope that answers your question. But did he did he have a history of doing that in Jacksonville? Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of uh, this is a, it's a whole it's a whole other topic. We don't mind talking about it, but that he's not the only one. There are a lot of tackles that do this. He's just the yeah. most egregious. And well, last week the, the Bucks defense was jumping our snaps pretty well. So <laughs> God forbid we go on two once in a while. I don't know. Uh, speaking of going on two, um, my my guy is backstage, uh, and I'm about to bring him in. Uh, I doubt he's able to raise our uh, comfort level with these bears, but uh, my man Johnny Sandtucci, the two, good morning, brother. Good morning, butterflies. Hey, uh, one com- this is my one comment for today. Hot mess. Hot mess. <laughs> That's the Bears. I can't think of another All word. All aboard the Hot Mess Express. <laughs> We're all, it, I mean, it, it can't get any worse. It's, this is like uh, the, the the situation or the, or the the place that we find ourselves in, the exact worst situation uh, for all the planning that went into the offseason uh, to be 0-2, losing to the Packers where we were totally unprepared. And then going down to uh, Tampa Bay, making Baker Mayfield look like a star, and uh, you know, and, and then the, the defensive coordinator, the whole you know rumor mill, the whole he resigned, the health things, no comment, and, and Eberflus taking over the defense. Where, ironically, it, he went down to Tampa to play his Tampa two and got smoked. <laughs> but we had a chance to. Uh, Win by the Baker game Mayfield, by, of all people, too. By, by, Baker, Baker, by Baker Mayfield, the offense looked worse than it did with Allen Williams. What does that say for the future? I, I don't know. But uh, I, I want to go back to a few things that KB and Aaron and, and Jordan uh, said. I've been listening to the show, you know, not just backstage, but, you know, from the start. And first of all, Aaron Current tweeted out, and I, I've said this twice on my Bears State of Affairs, that uh, the Bears play an outdated defense for today's NFL. Yeah. I can't disagree with that, man. The Tampa two, love it or hate it, it's 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 a uh, you know, it serves a purpose for part of the game. But you have to be innovative in today's passing game. Uh, the days where you force a team to march down the field like Levy Smith did, and force them to do these large fifteen uh, yard drives. But we, it would be great if we had a pass rush. We don't have yes. a, we don't have a pass rush. So yeah, this defense works if you got Julius Peppers on the edge. But yep. Yep. how many of those guys are, are are in free agency? First of all, <laughs> yeah. And then KB said uh, it's been year after year, and and really, uh, um, Jordan will agree with me on this that this is a systemic organizational failure. Uh, <laughs> I said on Bears State of Affairs that the Bears haven't drafted a blue chip player in a long time. I said on Bears State of Affairs it was. It may have been Roquan Smith, but ironically, we traded away our, if he was our blue chip player, we traded away our blue chip player to get more blue chip players because we didn't have enough blue chip players. How does that make sense? You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying that's, that's the bears organization in a nutshell. We do stupid shit like that. Now the ownership knows nothing about football. I said the owner's a hundred years old. That's literally a hundred years old. The people that are are running the organization for, 
for her don't know football. They have to hire somebody from outside of the organization to tell them who to hire. Yeah. Okay. You see, you see the organizational failure building, building, building. Now, how does, uh, how does systemic organizational failure uh, add up year after year? Well, it, it ends up being a 13 game losing streak. It ends up being uh, uh, personnel men and uh, uh, draft experts, uh, scouts, Swinging and missing on the draft in the draft for years, mm-hmm. for years. Name a name a left tackle that we that we have drafted that was a Pro Bowler, blue chip player. You have to go back to Jim Covert. Bro, name a, a name a goddamn lineman. Shit, yeah, an <laughs> offensive lineman. That, yeah, and uh, a cornerback. It would be Peanut Till. But these are I'm talking about the strategic positions of the NFL: cornerback, mm-hmm. left tackle, pass rusher, edge rusher, and uh, a cornerback. And uh, we haven't drafted well at the cornerback position. Maybe that's probably where we're best at. We're going after we go after uh, linebackers and 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 running, running backs, backs in the Chicago tradition, and that doesn't work anymore. We another part of the organizational failure is that the, the quarterback position, for whatever reason, the Bears cannot develop a quarterback. The only reason we had success was Jim McMahon was able to read defenses without coaching. Ed Hughes was a pretty good offensive coordinator, though. Uh, if you go back and look at some of the old uh, uh, Bears, you know, Super Bowl season playbook, it wasn't a bad playbook. You know, they had a good offensive line, though. They had a good defensive line. So uh, year after year, we don't we don't have coaches in place. And the hire of Eberflus was was uh, I, I wasn't excited about it. And like Jordan, Jordan says he's out. I, if you listen to Bears State of Affairs, I said I'm out. I'm out on Eberflus. It doesn't work. His defense yeah. doesn't work. He's a PE teacher. I mean that like, and I know that's disrespectful. Yeah. I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but like, that's what I call them. Is like, I'm sure I have no doubt too. He's a fantastic guy, truly. Yeah, sure oh, he's, a nice, he's probably he's a, a great guy. Hey, I remember like, Phil just, used to come on here and talk about Nagy being a shoe salesman. Yeah, this guy's a snake oil salesman. Yep. Your defense not does not work. Oil. He walked yeah. in there with a silver tongue yep. and told him about the hits philosophy, yep. and they loved the way he sounded. And talked about getting your track shoes ready, and they loved the way that sounded. And he sold it to them, and they bought it. They bought it, took it hook, line, and sinker when guys like Mike McDaniel were sitting out there ready to get hired. Uh, Brian Flores, who's now the defensive coordinator for the Vikings, uh, if you wanted to go defense. I'm more of the mind that we need to go offense. I know it didn't work with Nagy, but how much of Nagy yeah. was was – learning under Andy Reid and honestly the Kansas City offense for everything they've had hasn't looked too great under Nagy yet this year but they'll get right today yeah, I'm sure I'm still but. not sure he's calling the plays but you know I, that's that's another I mean have discussion. we have we even thought about the fact that you watched Matt LaFleur pants the Chicago Bears in week one what yeah. is Andy Reid and Matt Nagy gonna oh, do man. for the revenge game for Matt Nagy dude I <laughs> I, I think I came. I, maybe maybe it was backstage the, a couple a couple weeks ago, and I told you that the pastor of my church is a big, long-suffering Bears fan like myself. I talked to him uh, last night after mass because I've been going to Saturday service so I could do the show with you guys and fantasy football. Appreciate game it. Appreciate it, bro. Stuff. So uh, after mass, he came by. My they served dinner after after mass, and uh, it's a rock and roll church. I love it. The music's great. Um, but they, uh, uh, I, I told him, uh, yeah, long-suffering Bears fan here. He's like his words were. Yeah, it could get painful. <laughs> tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow could be painful. <laughs> not, not, oh. I'm just saying that. Look at the public perception of our team. 
you know, and, and this is from a, a, a fan, you know, long time. I'm going on my 50th year as a Bears fan next year. You know, Aldo, Aldo's going on 60. Mike North is 65 years as Bear fans. We have one championship. You know, uh, I used to I used to uh, laugh at the people who would say they need to sell the team. I'm like, it's not the problem. It is the problem. You need to get somebody in there that that uh, is going to make the right hiring decisions and not make these dumb first time hires. I'm, I've turned I've turned the flop on that. You know, I've flopped what? on the team selling the uh, the ownership selling the well, team. Well, we've tried it. We've tried it several different ways. We brought in John Fox as a retread, and that didn't yep. work either. Right. You know, it, it, it's. They don't know football up there. <laughs> they don't know football. We hired a president who might know some football, so that yeah. might help. Agree. I yeah. am not out on Ryan Poles. I'm seeing people in the chat saying that he is the yeah, Phil Emery, but I don't no, remember. I mean, I don't remember like Poles drafting someone in the second round where I, as a football nerd, have to go who? Like the receiver that yeah. he drafted in the second. Yeah. Uh, I, I've never done that with polls. I actually know the guys. Yeah, I'm not lying. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's tough, I mean, but I just don't see. But like, let's talk about that AC if I could, because I want to be clear. I'm not out on Ryan polls either. But realistically, and it's early. This was where I, I totally understand the context. Like, you have to wait probably about three years for a draft class to really show you who they are, what they've done. But in the two years that Ryan Poles has been there, I mean, I know it's not quite two, but it's been, you know, 20-ish months. What positives has he really done other than the following? Like, the things that I can commend Ryan Poles on yeah. is that he's fantastic at tearing down a team to the studs. That's not really a hard well, we could, job. We could all do that. Let's just be fair. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I, I can I get rid of guys, too. But like, <laughs> credit saying. to him. He, credit to him, too. He understood how to cat, cut out the cancer. So five, that's one positive in his, in his bucket. Yep. The only other thing I could say is that he's been fiscally responsible with everything from stockpiling yep. draft picks to properly navigating a number one pick and trading back, getting a star receiver, which I, I, I Carolina desperately needs right now, and they're missing DJ yeah. Moore, uh, to uh, even fiscal responsibility with some of the contracts that he's handed out not overpaying for guys. And I know we can talk about guys like Jermaine Edmonds and that, that seems like an overpay, but even the way that it's been overpaid is we're going to front load the contract. So even if he sucks, it hits us in a year where it's probably not going to matter. We're not going for a Super Bowl. So even if Jermaine Edmonds blows, you can get rid of him by the end of next year and it's not too prohibitive on your cap. So his cap maneuverability has been good too. That's about it. I'm not, yep. I'm not trying to sugar. Like what else yep. can you show me? That he's done exceptionally well. Yeah, the, this, the, sorry, KB. I just want to say the coaching hire was. It, it seems like an afterthought, but go ahead, KB. I was gonna say, just just listening to my boy Jordan talk. What if this man had a plan this whole time, right? Now, 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 listen to me when I go here. You come in, you get handed a list of names, right? You get you get handed a list of names, right? All right, look, I might I might pick somebody from this list. Might not do whatever the fuck I want to do. GM now goes out and says, you know what? I'll pick this dude, Eberflus. You come in, do whatever you got to do. You're my John Fox. All right. You you load up the picks. You set yourself up so you can have all this fucking cap space. And then you fuck around and find out you might have two fucking top five picks. Bottom the cap maneuverability. Time comes around, end of the year. Hey, even Flush, you gotta get the fuck on, dog. Can't can't do it with you. 
hey, you know, Justin Fields didn't work out the way you wanted to. Maybe somebody wants to take a bite at him. Maybe somebody comes calling is willing to offer you a pick for Fields. Yeah. Oh, so now you got an extra pick on top of Fields. You got two top five picks. Then you get to bring in who the fuck you want to at your coach. Yeah. So I, I see where you're going with this. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna disagree. But uh, what is Eberflus the John Fox hire? I, look, that's how I feel at this point. You, you he feels, bring somebody he feels in more like more. just to get the locker like, room right in shape. Yeah, I, I man, just, as a feels, Bears fan, feels, that's so depressing. Yeah, why we have to wait years for this? Because you know, it's I'm, I'm trying to spin a, a positive out of this. All right, I get it. I totally <laughs> get it bro. Let's, paint, let's paint the hill here. So what happened is the roster and culture was in absolute dysfunction. Right. So they had to bring in John Fox in to fix the culture. For sure. And then when he fixed the culture, they were like, okay, we can get creative and go get an offensive mastermind. So then they yeah. hired Matt Nagy. And Matt Nagy ruined the culture. You remember yeah. hearing about how practices were a joke and you know people were loafing all over the field. Okay, so now we got to go back to the John Fox era. We got to get a guy to correct the culture of the team. Okay, now that the culture's corrected and we're doing the hits philosophy, now we can go hire an offensive mastermind for our new quarterback. And all that's fine, KB. I don't mind it. Like I, I told you, I've been out. I'm out on Justin Fields now, but I've always been maintained that I will not be out on him for the kid. I think I oh, Tucci, yeah. Tucci were saying that they haven't drafted blue chip players. I actually disagree. I think they've drafted blue chip players. They just never found out a way to develop those blue chip players. Yeah. And that is the issue. I will never blame Justin Fields for not working out in Chicago. That's Chicago. That's not him. Like I said, the only way you'd ever find me blaming him is if he was a Johnny Manziel where he's partying in Vegas and things of that sort. Right. That's never yeah. been an issue. So to me. The only way you keep me on this bandwagon and this train is go ahead, go draft your new quarterback. It can be McCarthy, Caleb Williams, Drake May. I don't give a shit. And then go pair him with a new offensive mastermind, another Matt Nagy. And then we'll be back here in another four to five years when it didn't work because you failed to develop a blue chip <laughs> prospect. And then you'll need to hire another John Fox PE teacher, insurance salesman to fix the culture. And that's how we'll do this. And then, all due respect, Virginia will probably be gone by that time, but that's that's the situation. But here's the sad thing, though. If you look around the NFL, the defensive head coaches, every one of them have the same problem. They don't have an offensive line. They don't move the ball consistently. The only one that's working, quote-unquote working, is the guy in Buffalo, and that's because he has – an absolute superstar at the quarterback position. But look in Pittsburgh. They still can't get their offensive line working. Pickett looks terrified in the pocket. That's a defensive oh, head coach field. with a lot. That's a defensive head coach with a lot of history of winning ball games. But he had a Hall of Fame quarterback. So unless you have that, your defensive-minded head coach is not going to work. Whereas in the L.A. Rams, we thought they were going to be terrible this year. Sean McVay came in. He moved some things around. They get rid of pieces. They bring pieces in. His offense works. He moves a left tackle to right guard, which, oh, wow, that fucking works. It you, We don't have that innovative mind in Chicago. We just don't get them. And when we have them in the building, we let them walk out and go hire a CFL head coach. Thanks. We watched Bruce Arians walk out that door, and we went and hired Mark fucking Tressman. Right, don't, bring feels, yeah. don't bring that up. Don't This feels please. exactly like the Tressman <laughs> era to me. It's very Dave McGinnessy. The team, the team. How many times? How many times do they have to hear about the hits philosophy before they're out on it? 
Oh yeah, it's like even Jalen Johnson said on the radio the this week. <laughs> Jalen Johnson said on the radio this week. You know, you get tired of hearing the same post-game speeches from the same people after a loss. Like, and and the Bears have never fired someone mid-season, but it feels like <laughs> they needed it. Yeah, Bears. Talk, talking about Aaron. Facts. Yeah, that's the yeah. cycle of bullshit, bro. Endless walks yeah. of bullshit, bro. Forty years of this. Aaron. Oh my God. <laughs> Jordan, any arguments? <laughs> no, well, I mean, so let's let's try to turn it positive. And I'd love to solicit it from you all because everybody's got a unique way of doing this, but how do you break the cycle and get the train back on the tracks? That is the the key question. Because and it's all just thought experiment, because let's be real, the bears are never gonna change. They're gonna keep the same shit up. Which is why I'm like I said, I'm I'm joking. I will always be a Bears fan, but I, I joked yeah, the, the other couple will. weeks ago. I said I'm team agnostic. I'm just over here rooting for anybody. Uh, because I just I, I don't think the Bears deserve fandom this way. I don't think that they've done anything to earn it. I but if you were whoever's asking, covering the spread, Jordan. Yeah, hundred percent. And if you were asking me, I mean I'll just be real I've kind of I've kind of outlined it. Like to me, I think you you have to cut ties with the head coach, all of his yeah. staff. I think you have to cut ties with Justin Fields after the season or during the season. Uh, they they will never do it during the season, but they I should. know they won't. But what what would what would be the better uh, thing to do? I I guess then you're talking I about a Jeff Saturday Saturday the situation. I would do it at the end of the season, bro. I would do it. I would do it. Before, I would usually say in the season. I don't think that does you much, except this. I would cut him in the season, but around like week ten ish. Week twelve ish, yeah, and the reason nine, I say eight, that, yep. get a head start on these other teams that have coaches that they're looking yep. at. By that yep. time, you'll know if Ben Johnson's real. You'll know what Harbaugh's yep. plans are once he's, you yep. know, like do that. Then you need to cut ties with Justin Fields, just because at this point, let's even say that Justin Fields looks good for five weeks in a row, and then he has some middling weeks. It's not him, but it's it's the contract, it's the money, it's the decisions. It's I don't have time anymore with you, Justin. I don't have time to see if you're that guy. I don't have time to think that maybe because I got to make a decision on your fifth year option too. Yeah, yeah. And, and look at the quarterback class next year. Yeah, and it's, is there, it's loaded. Is there loaded. unless he plays like Patrick Mahomes for the rest of the season, which let's be real, he's not going to. Is there any way that he could do enough to make me go, absolutely, I'm signing no question on the dot, fifth-year option, we're not taking a quarterback? The chances are slim to none. So I have to get rid of him. And then I'm bringing in my new coach. Hopefully it's an offensive guy. And now I'm getting – and this is from a Kevin Warren president standpoint. This is from the McCaskies. I'm now telling Ryan Poles, you hire your coach, you bring in your fresh quarterback, now you three are all relatively aligned, and if it yeah. fails, you're all done. You are all on the same accountability. Polls, you selected your guy. Head coach, you started. You came here. You, you chose to come to Chicago. You got your quarterback that you hopefully played a role in picking. It's your job to develop him. If it doesn't work, then cool. We can finally wipe the slate again. That is my best guess on how I would try to break that bear cycle. Yep. I was, man, see, and this is this is how I look at it, bro. Because the the way I saw it when the names came out, it was like, like my boy Jordan said, it was it was always I'm 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 pro Brian Dayball. It made the most sense. He came from a he made an offense that was tailored to a quarterback that's very similar to ours. Right. It would have made sense. 
And if it wasn't going to be him, the other name that always made sense to me was Dan Quinn. Unless Dan Quinn came in here and was like, you know what, I'm good, and he checked out, then that that then I get it. You you go and get Eba Flutes for whatever fucking reason. But if you brought Dan Quinn in the building, if Dan Quinn really wanted to coach this team, he should have gotten the fucking job. If you weren't going to hire Debo, you should have brought in Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn is taking the team to the Super Bowl. Yep. He knows how to coach a roster. And he's had his defense is not his defense outdated. Right. <laughs> exactly. So, I, I mean, I'm not trying to be the scheme guy, but like real quick, I don't think people realize because they hear it all the time, Chicago Bears fans, that the Bears run an outdated system. That is 1,000% true. But then people, you know, there's a lot of conflating of like, well, is it because they're not a 3-4? And I've heard that too. That's hilarious. Like you can't win with a 4-3. I mean, you can go look at the – there's two teams that I would – encourage and implore people to go watch just watch a sunday one sunday with them the saints run an even front Mm -hmm. and they mix it up and do funky shit where they will even switch to an odd front based in games they're literally like hey we are traditionally a four down team but when it calls for it we will get in a bear front using standing up is jim schwartz there no he's the browns uh browns that's not but the the, the browns but the dan quinn one this is the point of the dan quinn one Dan Quinn came from Pete Carroll. He was a Carroll three guy. Mm. He has changed his stripes to play a fuck ton of cover two. The exact same cover two that the Chicago Bears run. Mm. Go watch a Cowboys game and watch how that man gets into cover two. Yeah, but look at the I'll I'll take Demarcus Lawrence and and Micah Parsons rush the passer any day. Any defense can do with those two guys. I get it, but I'm talking about just coverage structures. The amount of (laughs) But those coverage structures work a lot better when you have a fucking awesome pass rush. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Those guys guys are unblockable. Both those guys. And if we had that on this defense, maybe this defense looks good. Who knows? (laughs) If we but had my, those two guys, they may be sucking well, Eberflus's dick. I mean, that's but that's that's a separate issue too. And I don't go back more. and pull this. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's, right. that's, that's a separate issue too, real quick. Is that I mean, and I know I've talked about it before, but as much and I'm going to hold Ryan Poles accountable by his words. He claims that he chose Matt Eberflus, which fine. You said you yeah. did. I'll believe it. Nothing about the team building made sense with the guy that you hired. Even because I would think that Ryan Poles would want to build the trenches as a former lineman, but fine. Maybe he just he's you know four-dimensional thinking. But I mean, you hear Greg Gabriel talk about it all the time because I'm certainly not going to expect Greg Gabriel to talk shit on the Tampa two and what this defense can be and yada yada yada. <laughs> Which is a different era, play. Greg, but that's fine. <laughs> that's it. You're in a different land. But the whole point is you'll hear Greg say it all the time. If you want this defense to function, to your okay. point, Tooch, you need front four. Above yeah, pressure, all that, pressure above, yes, four. you need linebackers, you need corners, but you need pressure because the whole basis is we don't want to send more than four. Yeah. And then the GM hires or drafts and, and picks up people that match the philosophy of a defensive back specialist like Brian Flores or Bill Belichick. Where he's drafting corners in back-to-back years and oh, yeah. spending so, spending chump change in a bag of chips found in the couch. Uh, the guy, where's Ogan Joby? Because he was the guy we were trying to get for interior. He's, he's in Pittsburgh. He's in Pittsburgh. Okay, so he's I mean, playing all right. He's, he plays. He's he playing plays all right. right, but I mean, he also has T.J. Watt alongside. Yeah, but but too. this is my point: is that 
he he's had every opportunity. And I know people will say, well, he drafted the two rookie D tackles. And sure, it's a start. Yep. yep. But you've built the team based from the back to the front, which I don't mind. I actually think that's more forward thinking. But then you hired a backwards thinking coach. You hired it. You're playing. You're you're drafting a defense for Brian Flores, where they need athletic man corners who can just lock you up. Fantastic. Then go hire a coach that's going to use those corners. But you go in and hire a coach that's like, hey, I really need a dominant front to be successful. Cool. I'm going to take a bag of chips and and invest what I found in the couch cushions on your D line. Like that just doesn't help. And you find some gems like like Cuzzo, like Andrew Billings. But Mm. there's also a lot of messes where Justin Jones doesn't look like that dude. Um, Dominic Robinson. I like it though. I, I was very high on Dominic Robinson, and he still hasn't developed. And maybe it's him, but I also think like uh, who who is the coaches? Who have the coaches developed? Exactly, Organ- <laughs> systemic organizational failure. They don't hire coaches that can develop talent. Aaron, uh, go ahead and, and you know, t- don't you agree with that, Aaron? How long will we wait for them to develop somebody? Yeah, yeah, anybody. And I mean, yeah, the. KB made a great point talking about Dabo. That was a guy I liked a lot. He, I mean, and since he's left Buffalo, Josh Allen's turned into a turnover machine. And I mean, mm-hmm. he hasn't gotten it right in New York, but that's not on him that they decided to extend uh, Daniel Jones. I think, uh, but the uh, it's it's it just sucks, man. It just sucks to wake up Monday morning and know, oh well. Bears are 0 2, and they're looking down the barrel at 0 3. And who knows what happens against Denver the week after? I mean, it just, it just, it's really deflating. And if we're feeling it, I know they're feeling it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, KB, I don't know if you've spoke with your cousin about what the locker room's like. Uh, Eberflus says they're all still sticking together. But if, if we're on here talking like this as a fan, Sixty years, twenty years, fifteen years, then then you know they've got to be filling it in that locker room. Well, I mean, man. how many times do you have to Maggie do your job as Andrew <laughs> Billings or or anyone else on the D line that's stopping the run? That's this defense. You're supposed to get them in third and long situations and then play smart and sound football. That's part of the fucking hits philosophy. However. We're giving up third and 18s, third and 15s, third and 20s. Like, what are we doing? It's got to all go back to the to the coach. It it, And if they do fire him midseason, the question is, who becomes your interim head coach? Because are we going to trust Getsy, Jeff, who just Jeff called Saturday. three screens in a row? <laughs> are we going to trust uh, hey, whoever's running the defense now because Danny, our defensive coordinator just resigned? Danny Trevathan said call him, bro. I see. No, hey, you already know where he went. To That's my guy. <laughs> Look, I'm sorry. The way I feel, bro, you start on four. Folk, <laughs> things got to be made done, bro. Like, no, you. Look, I get it. Kansas City is gonna be a tough ass, but the real the the reality of the truth is Kansas City has not looked like Kansas City. Then they're missing their starting middle linebacker. Yeah, they got Chris Jones back. That's going to be a problem. But you saw Detroit just play hard-nosed football against these dudes. Run the fucking ball. You got Roshan Johnson. Roshan Johnson's the most complete back you got. Use him. Yeah. Yep. This The sad part is it's, it's ways you can talk yourself into the fact that the Bears should be able to win a game like this 
with a compromised Kansas City Chiefs team who only has Travis Kelsey on it on offense and Patrick Mahomes. So sounds like it should well, be next, an easy best way to draft the Bears have made in the past 20 years. The best? I, I, I'm still a fan of Darnell Wright, and I think he will I think he will be a good in right time. tackle. Yeah. But name, name the best draft pick. The best draft pick in the past 20 years? Yeah. Probably Tommy Harris, or am I out 20 years at that point? Yeah, uh, Tommy <laughs> Shit, Harris, I yeah. think, was – I don't know. I don't know. Tommy but, Harris like, I mean, to your – okay, but next up, honestly – The man, I mean, the man they the sent to Baltimore? Yeah, it could be It could be – I know. If you remember Eddie <laughs> Jackson, <laughs> when he yeah. wore 39, Eddie Jackson was up there. Yeah. yeah. For whatever reason, he switched numbers and can't stay yeah, up. Yeah, but the problem with him is that he's – Look at our best against the rest of the NFL's best draft picks. Yeah. Uh, no, Chooch, the answer is clearly within the past 20 years because, like, you start getting murky when you start going like Tommy Harris or Mike Brown. or Yeah, but, okay, last 10 years. Yeah, the last 10, it's absolutely – it's Roquan. It's no yeah. question about it. That yeah. is the guy, and there's no – that's it. But how, um, after that, there's nobody. No. And and Eddie Jackson? Okay. Eddie Jackson was phenomenal, but the problem – to AC, your point, the only thing I'd push back on is, but you have to be consistently great. Yeah. Right? And – that's not what there's been. That's the issue, Tooch. Too is that the Bears will occasionally we suck at drafting. That's my point. Anthony yeah. Miller had like a great rookie year and then got his head full and then he went down. And then, uh, I mean, you know, you had Justin Fields who had moments but then couldn't last. And Eddie Jackson, and uh, it's you can make the argument for Fuller then too because you Fuller, Fuller yeah, started out murky, but Fuller was an all pro one year and pretty much all pro the second year. But... How long, pretty good draft pick. You know, injured them. They couldn't figure out where to put him. Yeah, we fucked him up because he should have been a left tackle. Like That's what they're doing to Tevin Jenkins. Yep. We suck at developing players. We don't know where to put them. I don't, we hire the wrong people. We draft like shit. That's why we're in the mess we're in. Yeah. I don't know. Well, fellas, I'm looking at the schedule here. We got Chiefs today. We got Broncos <laughs> next week. And then we have a Thursday night game against the Commanders before a <laughs> mini bye. And I say that to say this. I'm seeing a lot of Bajan in the chat. Um, no. I have always been. I love Justin Fields. Yep. I have his jersey. My whole family has his jersey. But at some point, if you're talking about a teardown and a change in the coaching staff and this and that, you get you might got to see what you got in Bajan before you go to draft another guy. And there's open guys on the field. We've seen Bajan get rid of the ball. Now, it was preseason, so you got that. But if you get a long week, do we see Bajan against the Vikings on October 15th? Depends if, on if you've seen enough of Justin Fields to make a decision for the rest yeah. of the year. If you're if you're Owen what Owen five or at that point Owen four? Well no, Owen five. Owen eight yeah. at that time, right? Would it be what'd you say? Week eight? You said week eight? By no, the uh we've got Chiefs, Broncos, okay. Commanders, and so then for Owen five. Guy. On five. five. If you're on five and you still are getting the same production out of fields, then yeah, why the fuck not? But my thing is this. You're bringing in this rookie quarterback and what does he know of the system? I I guess I'm the system he does know. Listen, Bajan Bajan has this going for him. Remember a a great head coach uh, always looked for certain things in the draft. 
how many passes have they thrown? Yeah. What's his completion percentage? Uh, what are the wins? He has everything other than he did it at a D2 level. Yeah. He is, and, and we saw him in the preseason. He was able to escape the pocket. He got the ball out of his hand quickly to his receivers, which, and it seems like he could see the field, man. I love fields, but if I'm seeing guys open on the couch, how are you not seeing him 10 yards in front of you in the seam? How? And you're wearing bright fucking orange. Come on. Absolutely. 100%. Rip it. I watched this dude rip it at Ohio State. R- grip it and rip it. And now it just seems like I don't know if it's coaching. I don't know if he's overthinking. I don't know if he's gun shy from getting hit so much in the last two years. But you have got to fucking it's, rip it, dude. That I, As much as I'm out on the coaches, you have got to do your job, Justin. It's all of it, though, AC. And we talked about it last week. He's built up bad habits and warts, and you have to walk those back before you can be the guy you were when you were drafted. And that's my whole point is it's not like it's just, oh, I just need to play more free, and I'll be a 180, and I'll be slinging it like I have Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson on the outside. There's a lot mm-hmm. of things that people miss too is the offense that Justin Fields is playing with. He had the rookie of the year. He had arguably the runner-up rookie of the year in Chris Olave. He had Dewan Jones, who looks great. He has a line full of first wood. I mean, the whole great offense. And then on top of that, again, this is understanding to Tuch's point. I think Justin Fields was a blue chip talent. But then you've now put two years of dysfunction, uh, Nagy and and his bullshit, the the Larry Borum and Jermaine Effetti tackles blocking for Fields as a rookie, the Cleveland game where he's just getting his ass beat. Then you enter year two and you tell the kid, I need you to make chicken salad out of chicken shit. And what happens? He's now developed a – his eyes drop and feel the pressure and the rush constantly. He freezes. He's got a deer in headlights. That's David Carr shit. And that's my whole point is like it's – I promise to God, I, I'd love to be wrong. All the people in the chat, you guys here can throw it in my face. Yeah, if I'd love to be wrong too with you. But he's not going to flip a 180. It does not happen that way. He's going to have to walk back to a starting point. And that is, that's already a hard journey. I'm not saying he can't do it. But it seems like a real far fetch to do it in this city with this staff, with this scenario, with this yeah, fan base. Absolutely. It, you, I'm done, man. Pull the plug. Yeah. Pull the plug. And I'm not, and this to, to the point of the Bajan thing, I don't want to put Bajan in either. Keep playing fields. Fuck it. Just go for the next quarterback yeah. in the draft. But like, what? Because that is my whole point to all the people that are like, put Bajan in. What is if what is Bajan going to show you to make him worthy of of, of a starter? I, I know people look at Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy is playing. I was going to say Purdy. All star <laughs> team. He is playing with the Ohio State offense. That yeah. is what Brock Purdy is playing with. Yeah. You are going to. Put he's Tyson got a great. Bajan. He's got great coaches. You're gonna put the bad, my favorite coach in the league is right there in San yeah. Francisco. You're, you're gonna put Tyson Bajan in, and the best, the best he's gonna do is he's going to operate the offense cleaner than yeah. what Justin Fields can do, yeah. which is a plus. It is an improvement. But this goes back to the point. I don't want to win this year. This year is toast, my guys. It's fucking over. So like, yeah, I, don't I, said need, it. I don't need Tyson Bajan to, to jumpstart this team. Yep. I need them to lose a bunch of fucking games so that they have a chance at getting another quarterback. Yeah, that's where we're at, week two. So, uh, uh, look, 
the uh, uh, after week one, Jalen Johnson came out and said, we need to go back to the drawing board. We went back to the drawing board after week one. What the hell were they doing in the offseason? You know what I'm saying? It was that bad that we had to go at one week and we had to go back to the drawing board because they didn't know what to expect against the Packers, who they play twice a year. Yeah. Twice a year. We play the same. Our offensive coordinator uses the Packers playbook. We practice against it in practice. We got pantsed by Matt LaFleur, who's younger than Jordan Silvera. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm so out on this coaching staff. I don't know whether what, this coach was hired what to is, sink the ship. What is Matt LaFleur's background? Offensive. Offense, yep. He's got his O-line, and he puts his quarterback in positions to win. He doesn't. We play hero ball in Chicago. Justin, go make a play. Save our ass. How many times did we see it last year? Justin, go save our ass. Run a 60-yard fucking touchdown. Please, do anything. And we thought, let's add some pieces and see if it goes forward. And now we're questioning, do these coaches have the right ability to to make these guys win? You don't well, have the coach. You don't have the coaches. <laughs> yeah. You don't have the coaches to get – you need to design a system – that plays to Jordan uh, Justin Fields' strength, Jordan Silvera's strengths. Plays to Justin Fields' strengths, you know. I, I don't. They don't have somebody could get creative with him, you know. Uh, you have to. You have to uh, simplify the playbook, Trubiskify it. You have to Trubiskify the playbook, you know. Simplify. I mean, Dallas. you say you say Trubisky, but even in Dallas, they talked about simplifying the playbook for Dak Prescott. Yeah. It's not. It's not like. And and the guy that everyone wanted Justin to be, Jordan uh, uh, Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia, he's not playing great either. Nope. He lost his offensive coordinator. I mean, it's it's yeah. He lost right, his offensive on. coordinator. There there there's a comment I, I think I think needs to be addressed that was that was just said by some guy. Uh, if we're we're bringing up the whole snaps thing, look, I get it. I've been a, a giant proponent of the more snaps and throws you have, the you know what I'm saying I feel the better you'll do. But like I said before, bro, you you have to look at things in this totality. The offense is not good. Yeah, there's dudes who are open. Okay, Fields needs to see the field better. What we're not taking into account is putting Bajan behind this old line which has been not even average and is now missing its left tackle. It's only and now worse. missing the left tackle. So you're telling me you're, you're trying to put in a less athletic quarterback at the moment. Mm. Makes a lot of fucking sense. Okay. Oh, well he might be able to get the ball out because he sees the field better. What, where, where is that getting us when your offensive line is costing you 10 to 15 yards? Damn near every two drives. Yeah. Every time we get a big play, uh, your coat, your your play calling is trash. You're calling screen after screen yep. after screen, and you're only using half the field at times. So take, I, take away half the field. I mean, why do they want to make Justin Fields uh, make half field reads? But come on, this is the exactly. NFL. We shouldn't have to be doing that. We're not exactly. even running Justin though. Yeah, we're not He's running him either. Three running plays that I can count. We're not moving the pocket with the same things. KB, we were in Cleveland watching this dude yeah. get killed because yeah. they just made him stand there. They didn't it's, move the pocket. They didn't do all these things to help your quarterback out. They're not helping him, and then he's not seeing the field when there's plays there to be made. It's an all-systems failure from the top exactly. to the bottom. My thing is, like I said, my thing will always come back to this. I Y'all remember, I said 
vehemently, we needed to put Bajan on his roster. Why did I say that? Bajan needs to be on the fucking roster so he can learn to be an NFL quarterback. Not throw the man to the fucking wolves and say, oh, he needs to play. Because when Bajan comes in and gets destroyed, it's going to be, oh, well, he was the number three quarterback. He was undrafted. He was out of a out of the D2, blah, blah, blah. Yep. Then it's going to be the same fucking thing that we've been talking about all this damn time. So now we just destroyed another fucking kid that's not being developed. And for what it's worth, let's not act like a bunch of – I'm not saying me. I'm talking about legitimate NFL draft evaluators. You got, you know, uh, Dane Brugler and the rest of them. Didn't – they liked Bajan. He wasn't a fourth-round prospect in their book that the right. Bears somehow lucked up on in the seventh round. It was or undrafted. They kind it was of undrafted, like a seventh, yeah. yeah, seventh round undrafted guy. So, yes, you found what looks to be a solid find in undrafted free agency. Pat yourselves on the back. Be happy about that. But the kid should learn. And I, oh, five thousand pass attempts. He ran quick game primarily mm-hmm. in the preseason when everybody's hopping on dudes nuts. He was running quick game. That's beautiful against vanilla coverages in the preseason. Right. You want to know what that looks like in the regular season NFL play. Turn Thanks back to that sense. game that my two co-hosts went to, the Cleveland Browns game where Justin Fields got sacked like nine times, where all they did was play empty and put him in short game, quick game play. And what do the defenses do? They trigger and bite down on those routes. They know what everybody's running. Everybody's running curls, outs, slants, and the defense triggers down on it. So you can put Bajan there, but the reality is it's going to be a condensed look, and the kid's going to – unless you're telling me he's going to somehow be fitting balls through keyholes, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. Look, I uh, just – I just I saw it in the chat, thought it would be something that we could bring up. Uh, I Like I said, I want Justin to work because – and I think yeah. I said it on Twitter. You got two what's looking like top five draft picks next year. If you don't have to use one of those on a quarterback, you can get you a left tackle out of – Notre Dame, Joe Alt looks really good. And get you a pass rusher, Jared Verse from Florida State, looks yeah. really good. Uh, but, and you can move forward, but but then I go back to the coaching. Play for Martin and I don't Harrison trust Jr. this coach. Even if he had the pieces, I don't trust this coach. I don't trust his defense. His defense does not work anymore in this league. And I and I and I hate talking in circles, but I feel like we're talking in circles. And it, it just sucks, you know. Yep. But, but is there a way? Is there a way to get this back on track, Jordan? Is I know you've waved the white flag. You say you're out on everyone. Yeah, I'm wearing the is white shirt today. It's white flag, guys. Is all, all there you can a do way is, to is get find this out if Justin Fields can be the guy? And I, right now, it's trending towards no. As much as I hate it, but look, uh, it ha- has a. Uh, has he missed a lot of open throws? Sure, but coaches have to prepare him to see, see what's going on. Does he have the yips from being the most pressured, most sacked quarterback in the NFL last year? Yes. Is he yep. playing behind a bad offensive line? Yes. Yep. You know, it's hard to evaluate Justin Fields. People are going to say, oh, he never could do this. If you if you have a good coach like Andy Reid, I'm sure he, you can make something with Justin Fields. You get Kyle Shanahan, could probably make something with Justin Fields. But you have to find out this year whether or not we can trade him for something Go in the court. Go in the uh, the draft to get one of the quarterbacks, uh, or and maybe make a play for uh, uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. and get a pass rusher or whatever, you know. But you have to find out this year because you know you're not you, whether or not you're going to uh, renew his option, pick up his option, whatever. This is the year you have to find out, you know. So if they're gonna if, if they're gonna tank, you know, it's going to be a, a rough season for us. Yeah. 
Well, I mentioned last week, maybe they pick up Justin's option and draft a quarterback. I mean, we've seen the value of quarterbacks because of Brock Purdy. We've seen the value of these quarterbacks raised. DTR, a guy that, Jordan, we wanted in the draft, but I wanted him like sixth round, maybe seventh round. He went in the fourth, I think. Yeah, third or fourth, yep. These these quarterbacks, because of what they're seeing Brock Purdy do in San Francisco, these GMs are saying, we can't wait. We have to take a swing on this guy, even if we think he has some things to work on. It just, I don't know. Aldo said, I hate moving players around, but the idea of moving Darnell right to left tackle and leaving him there for the next 10 years sounds intriguing. we got (laughs) to talk about the Braxton Jones injury. You know, Lucas Patrick has been ill. Uh, the, the the secondaries, you know, you don't have you don't have Eddie Jackson, you know, uh, uh, you don't have Kyler Gordon. We're already hurting at secondary. Uh, what yeah. are, what is Patrick Mahomes going to do against us? You know, no left tackle. Against, and Brisker uh, went Jones. out in the third game, dehydrate in the third yeah. play. Of the game, Who's going to line game? up at left tackle? Borum. But I'm going to be yeah. honest. Though, this game is like I'm surprised people are like, oh, like a win, or you're wondering what it's going to look like. They played the Chiefs in the preseason last year, and you got to see what the starting – I know it was a worse team, but I'm telling you that the Bears are about the same quality. So you saw what the Chiefs did in their opening drive. It was like cake. They're yeah. going to cut through the Bears' defense like like a knife through a yeah, hot knife no through question. butter. That's yep. that's okay. We know what this is. I, I, don't, I don't know. It's, I just, it's, can the Bears keep it within 12 and a half? I, don't know. I mean, look, uh, the Chiefs are notorious for not covering big spreads. You know, they, for whatever they the reason, let everybody down last week in Jacksonville. Yeah. Everybody yeah. bet the over, and yeah. I don't know, man. I think this is Mr. Get Right game. Like, I think I think Sky Moore yeah. is gonna look nice. I think Kadarius Tony's gonna look nice. Rasheed yeah. Rice gonna body <laughs> some dudes. Hold like, on, if Bajan starts, we beat bro. Somebody get somebody get my man out the chat, bro. If Bajan <laughs> starts, bro. we beat KC, bro. Get, get out of here, dude. Stop it. Was that really Stop a it. comment? I was that's gonna really comment. a comment. <laughs> if Bajan starts, we beat KC, bro. Come on now. <laughs> Come on now, dog. There it I, is. All right. <laughs> I haven't seen idiotic enough today. You keep I, I usually around as a developmental guy. You got him <laughs> under control for what the next two, three years. And I yeah. usually, I gotta, I gotta say, I usually would let it fly, but I just feel like you know, you're gonna call, you're gonna call me out. I, I have to at least address. I had somebody say like, "Really, Jordan, that's the way you build a team is way for instant gratification. Then when they don't meet your expectations, you pull the plug. You're not a fan. You're self promoter. I, you know, Wait, I, I do think I'm a, I was like at eight fifteen in the morning a few okay. minutes ago. <laughs> I. I got to be honest, his name's Squeegee. Squeegee, I think I'm a, a fan, but I got to be very honest. I am the least Bears fan out of anybody that you'll see. I have zero meatball in me. Zero. I don't give a fuck about keeping it honest and real. If the Bears are dog shit, they're dog shit. And guess yeah. what? They're fucking dog shit. They have been dog shit. I used to call the Bears a mediocre franchise, a middling one, one that kind of kept its way Not in the middle of the they are the fucking Browns and Jaguars and Lions 0-16 level. They are trending towards the bottom graveyard cellar dwellers of the league in comparison to what every fan wants the Bears to be. They sniff the playoffs once every 10 years. And even under Matt Nagy, who was dysfunctional, you're going to tell me that he went to the playoffs multiple times. They backed into the playoffs because there was an extra playoff spot created for the yeah, Bears to look like an embarrassment so that they could win Nickelodeon Valuable Player Awards. Yeah, this team is a year. fucking joke. So if you want to say I'm a self-promoter, I guess I'm not self-promoting anything. I think I know ball. I think I understand football. I'm pretty yeah. agnostic. I root for good football. The Bears do not play good football. Nope. So yeah. this whole idea of like I should be waiting for instant gratification when it doesn't work. No, I don't want instant gratification. I don't want to be 
We've been but, waiting for 20 fucking years, dog. It's not I mean, instant anymore. <laughs> and then just in the just in the current regime, I've given you 20 months. And people say, well, it takes more than one year to rebuild. Bullshit. I saw the Jaguars blow a fuck ton of money. And in one year on free agency, turn it around and they were successful. They also just hired off of the an offensive work. coach. I saw the Bengals get a number one pick. And then the next year they were fucking balling. So to sit here and tell me that you've had 20 months. and Also still- hired an offensive coach. Yeah. We're, we're churning. We're churning this roster. We're, we're fuck you. I'm done. I'm done. Like yeah. I just uh, yeah. Sorry. Look at, look at what wanted, Sean McVay. This is the real coach. Sean McVay in Los Angeles is putting up points with uh, with a guy uh, like undrafted wide receivers who run his system. Nakua and Tutu Atwell Van Jefferson. Crap. Crap at wide receiver, and he's making ch- that chicken chicken salad. He's making he's making some pretty fucking good chicken I guess- salad. I guess it helps when you got Matt Stafford at quarterback. He's been doing that for yeah. years. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Veteran quarterback and run the system. Understands yeah. a coach on the field. But, yeah, that's what yeah. you need. I know that's why Jordan likes J.J. McCarthy. I know he had the three interceptions last week. But uh, the, the kid is calm. and Pocket press. That's why I like Shadour Sanders. The kid's ice cold in the pocket, man. Well, he didn't look great against Oregon, but the that's kid- a tough place to play. I, I, I don't get much chance to do it except on my Twitter thread. So I'm going to take two minutes to just stand for J.J. McCarthy. Yeah, the he's not going to be limited opportunities. Yeah, he, he's, he's not going to be in the draft next year, though. No, no, I, we'll see. Oh, I'm talking about J.J. McCarthy. I yeah, don't think he'll be in the JJ draft. or Shador. Oh, okay, well, we'll see. I'm just – the thing with J.J. is he plays in a pro-style NFL offense. And this is where it's actually like – this is why I want him for the Bears because the Bears, they do this shit. They make their quarterback play third fiddle which is we're going to run the ball, we're going to have good defense, and then the quarterback just don't fuck up. That is what J.J. McCarthy has had to live with under Jim Harbaugh. They have two great running backs. They give the kid limited opportunities to make plays. And if he costs them, they yank any opportunities he has and just go, okay, we'll just keep feeding it to Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards. The kid has all the athletic ability. Yes, he threw three interceptions last week against Bowling Green. I don't know, did you watch the game yesterday, Tooch? Yeah, uh, I think I think that they they were in a tough ass Rutgers game, and if he yeah. wasn't running the ball yep. and making the plays that he was, they lose that game. Give me a kid like that, I, and this yeah. is what I'm saying. I actually compare. I think that he compares very favorably to Justin Fields. Justin Fields is a plus plus athlete, but JJ McCarthy comes with a lot of just for what it's worth. JJ McCarthy plays with a graduate student out at wide receiver, and then he plays with Roman Wilson, who I like, who's a budget Chris Olave. And then he's playing with a freshman in Tyler Morris and Samaj Morgan. Uh, no, yeah. And he's making it work. There is no Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, Dewan Jones. Yeah. They lost, uh, was it Keelan Coleman? Is that his name? It went to. Uh, uh, Keon Coleman. Keon was, Col- he's on Florida Col- State now, I think. Yeah, yeah. but I don't think he was Michigan. He was with uh, yeah, Michigan was, State. No, it's on Michigan. Really? Yeah, six foot four, big, big kid. I, know I saw him like play yesterday. Yeah. I thought it was Michigan. Uh, Michigan State, 21-22. Oh, was it Michigan State? All right. Yeah. Anyways, sorry. I had to. I, had to do I it. think it might be Michigan State, bro. I, I'd rather have a guy that reads defenses than a plus athlete because that's what – look at Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford yeah. will carve you up. He's not a great athlete. All you, you got to do is be Brock, athletic Brock enough. Purdy's not, yeah, Brock Purdy's not a, a great athlete. And he's a good athlete. But uh, he understands the system. He understands how to read the coverage. You know, and that's what success, that's what succeeds in today's NFL. I mean, the defenses are tough. You got you have to make a decision in less than two and a half seconds because the pass rush is getting there. And Justin Fields will hold the ball for five seconds. 
because the coaches aren't coaching him. Yeah. To, you know, wide receivers weren't on the right page, not running the right right routes. You know, uh, Cole Cole Komet's one of the most unathletic tight ends I've ever seen in my life. He's slow. He's just a good blocker. I don't know how. I, I, the next time Cole Komet makes an athletic play, it'll be his first. I like Cole. I like him. I like him too. Guys. He's a great kid. <laughs> he's not a good athlete. Yeah. He's, nope. he's stiff as hell in his hips. But yeah. What Ooh. about some uh, uh, predictions? So we got to get moving on the, on the game. Right? Yeah, it is. It is 1130. <laughs> uh, we didn't talk much about this game. There was so much that happened through yeah. the week and then last yep. week and then the house, house halls burning to the ground. Uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I guess we got to kind of get into these uh, score prediction, bowl predictions, and an MVP. If you got one, I'll start with Jordan and go around, and I'll finish it up myself. Uh, Chiefs win this game 38-24. You got to score that many points? I Shit. (laughs) For what it's worth, I do think Justin Fields plays more free. I think that uh, Greg, Luke Getze found a way to call Greg Roman and where he's at in Stanford or wherever he is now and go, hey, I ripped your plays off last year. Can I get a few more of them to rip <laughs> off? Um, so I do think that Justin Fields plays more free. I think that they find a way to – I think he creates some mayhem with Spags' defense. They make a few plays. Uh, I mean, reality, what they put up against the Bucks around that same amount. So 38, 20, 21, 24, somewhere around that range. Uh, MVP of the game, <sighs> give me – Give me DJ Moore. I just he's the only guy that I feel like every time the ball touches his hands, good things happen. Um, yeah, so you gotta get your damn ball. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, go ahead, KB. Okay. Uh shit. Oh, I guess I should have said shout outs too. If y'all want to hit shout outs. Sorry, Jordan. If you want to hit shout outs, then we'll oh, continue. Shout outs just to you fellas. Um, enjoy, enjoy you all, and uh, I appreciate everybody in the chat. Those that if you don't like me, hey, haters keep me put keep me motivated, keep pushing. And uh, I, I know truth hurts. It's not fun, but I appreciate you all being here. I uh, love Thanks. you all, and we'll do it next week. Yeah. Uh, no, I'll say this. Uh, Chiefs 35, Bears 17. Uh, I can see us getting that early touchdown that we usually get. I can see us having one drive where we almost get there, and then the same bullshit happens. We get backed up X amount of yards, have to kick a field goal, and then we get a garbage time touchdown. Mm. Uh MVP, I'm just gonna say my cousin. I don't, I don't fucking care anymore. It's a good one. I, I, I go with my cousin. I, look, I get, I get my cousin his first sack of the season. He plays uh, the hardest. He's the guy that plays the hardest on the entire team. So I go with that. Uh, I, like I said, I'm, I'm staring down the barrel zero five to me. I, I just don't see this team getting any better. I would love for this shit to happen. I would love for us to be good again at whatever point, but let's be realistic. It's like my boy Jordan said, you you have to agree on one thing. This team is trash, bro. And there's no nobody's going to sit here and rationally pick them to win a goddamn game. Right now, I have us the worst. We're the worst team in the NFL. The way I see it, we should probably have the first and the second pick like they were giving Arizona. Yeah. So take do with that what you want. Arizona, for all their faults on their nice. roster, they're fighting hard, and they're up in games. They and then their owner calls down and says, well, "What are you guys doing?" <laughs> I have no idea who's the coach of Arizona. I have no idea who the coach is. He's the former defensive coordinator from Philly. Uh, yeah, I can't remember his name. Uh, uh, Gannon or, or yeah, Rich, is it not not Rich Gannon? 
that's somebody else. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's Gannon, but the tuck, the tuck rule, Rich Gannon, right? Yeah. So, but yeah, uh, shout outs, man. Shout out to y'all boys, man, getting on here. Like I said, it's therapy session because you need it. We yeah. do we do these shows, bro, and just because we doing these shows, don't mean we finna get on here and meatball, bro. I I can care less anybody. You can feel the way y'all feel about Jordan or say what the fuck y'all want to say. That man is knowledgeable and he speaks truth. And until yeah. this team shows us something else, nothing he says is wrong. I, I uh, appreciate it, Give me something to root for. Give me some reason exactly. to respect you and be a fan. I promise I'll join when you give me a reason to. Like I said, when I yeah. when I'm feeling when I'm feeling like my boy Badge is feeling, and it's starting it's starting to get to that point where I'm like, bro, I'm, we've been doing this shit for years and we've been saying the same shit, damn near every show for years. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and nothing nothing's changed. Uh. Right it, it is what it is. I mean, shout out to everybody that's in the chat. We, I, I love the engagement. I, and I'm, I love just the the banner going back and forth with people. I'm not gonna call you out and talk shit about you like I hate you or nothing like that. I'm, I'm here for a good conversation. I'm here for a good argument. It is what it is. It's football. That's what we do. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like I said, bro, I love y'all, man. Love everybody in the chat, man. Uh, shit, stay tuned for the game, man. <laughs> Stay tuned. We gonna it's gonna be shows going on then. I'm pretty sure they're gonna be a lot worse than what this is. Yeah. Go ahead, Toots. All right. Uh look, uh people are people are calling us uh fair weather fans. Well, I've been I'm, I'm going on 15 years as a fan. 40 of those I support the team, or 30, whatever. How many years am I supposed to support unconditionally before I, I turn on them and say, look at all the dumbass moves you guys are making? Like, you know, Jordan just came to it before a lot faster than me. He's quicker, you know. But uh, uh, you, you, when you can point out as a fan the organizational failings, you know, you get to the point where, like, you know, change has to be made. These decisions that they make year after year that backfire, that backfire. I know hindsight's twenty twenty, but, I mean, you have to be a step ahead of the competition, and we have never been a step ahead of the competition. Shout out to man. The chat was fired today. They're a bit salty. But yeah, I love the chat today. <laughs> I'm gonna say uh, the, the the team total for the Chiefs is 30 and a half. I'll take 31 Chiefs, Bears 13. I I, I don't like it. Maybe uh, maybe they luck into it. Maybe 30 31 16. I don't, I, the the offensive coordination is dog shit. You know, you're you're an offensive coordinator. Your offensive line missing blocks. They don't know the plays. The receivers are running the wrong routes. They're blocking uh, each other. Yeah, blocking each other. The tight end is <laughs> runs ahead of his blocks, doesn't follow his blocks. I mean, yeah. JT O'Sullivan completely shredded this offensive coordinator, the offensive system. It's completely uh, a failure. It's a complete failure. Now we have the mm -hmm. defensive coordinator resigning. I mean, this is a ship that's sinking. I hate to say it, you're going up against the world champion Chiefs with Andy Reid, a yeah. real coach, <laughs> a real fucking coach, and a very underrated defense. You know, the I, Matt Nagy revenge just, game. Even if Justin Field runs for 200 yards, we still lose this game because we have more opportunity. <laughs> we lose the game by 20. You know, I I, I don't know what to say. Oh. We're oh, we're going to be 0 3 and the losing streak reach 13 games. Tooch, what is what is the under uh, the total for the game? The over under? Uh, it's uh four, 47 and a half or 48 and a half. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, so you're looking at the Chiefs scoring like 30 them, and the Bears under 17 for a team total. <laughs> you know, 
Dude, you said it so much. Just, I'm, that's why I'm laughing. I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing. I'm at just saying, look. Well, because, you know, you got received. I, I, I got to say, I, JT O'Sullivan does the best videos. Those are my therapy. I oh, laugh. Sure. It's like a comedy show. It Watch is. This, this clown he admits it. He stuff. says it's a comedy show. He says, I can't help it. That the and, asshole and the best me comes is, out. Yeah, you got two guys on the same side of the field running the exact same uh, route, ending up in the same right spot. Next, yeah, four yards apart from each other. Hey, yeah, and then fellas, your tight end jumps up and knocks the ball down that was fellas, going somewhere. In one that week, they just, they, they just hit a switch in one week. All of that stuff is just going to be magically fixed, and the no. Bears are going to bounce back, and they're going to beat the Chiefs. Just because, you know, they snap their fingers, and all of a sudden yeah. the receivers are going to run the right routes. They're not going to be next to each other. They're yeah, going to start right. running full-field reads. Like, it, it's just going to, boom, they're going to no. win. Hey, we man. don't. You don't have teachers that can teach the West Coast offense, whether it's philosophy, whether it's reading the defense, whether it's learning the giant ten thousand page playbook, which would, which would, uh, 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 anybody would fail at reading a book that big. You have to be. You have to live it. You have to learn behind. I mean, Aaron Rodgers sat behind Brett Favre for four years, you know. But uh, I just want to. If I'm going to do some shout outs, this is my college football day yesterday. Hey, nice. <laughs> okay. I'll see, I'll see the Arbor, 16 huh? units. Uh, uh, top, money. top five, five, three, five unit plays. So I had the first half under Alabama Ole Miss. Second play was LSU Arkansas over. Third play was James Madison Dukes on the road at Utah State. Three, that was 15 units right there, almost 15 units. So it was a nice day in college football for Pound Sports. Uh, Anthony and myself. Uh, so if you want to uh, get some wagering tips, watch watch the show on Friday night. Sign up for VIP yeah. with Anthony and myself or Sean. So uh, uh, and that's it, man. I will say uh, uh, the Barfly Tailgate Show brings it every week. Every <laughs> I week. Appreciate it. <laughs> well, did you, you <laughs> did you hit everything, Tooch? Uh, I'm trying. To, I, I think so. You. Oh uh, yeah, I got my score. I didn't give out my most valuable player. I'm going to go with Roshan Johnson. He's the only guy that's making plays. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely, he's definitely, uh, he should be RB1. We said it. We said it. Or Jordan said it in the offseason. You guys want to talk shit about Jordan and his, his eye for talent? He called Roshan Johnson in the offseason. Right. He's called Dewan Jones, who looks like a straight up fucking baller at right tackle that they grabbed in the, what, fourth round? I don't fourth. know. But yeah, yep. you know, Jordan had him as his top tackle. In, yeah, in yep. the draft, uh, you know, you yep. know, the if you and and if we do start zero and five, we, we might start talking draft midway through the season on this right. moment. Should uh, we damn right there now? <laughs> but uh, yeah, definitely. First and foremost, shout out to you guys. Thanks for coming on here with me this morning, and and uh, just like KB said, enjoying our little therapy session where we could talk about all the things wrong with the Bears and and hoping it changes and. Well, I mean, we're going to be fans regardless if they change it or not because, you know, I, I got too much Bears gear to, to change teams now. But uh. <laughs> Plus, I, I love to be the, the that wife that knows that the husband is cheating and staying around. So, you know, <laughs> I, 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 you know I, love, I, I love abuse, apparently. He's you got, know what he's saying? got Toxic a good 401k women. or something. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Health care, you know. <laughs> uh anyway um yeah so definitely shout out to you guys shout out to the chat like just like Tush said they were on fire today man everybody in there coming in with their comments uh we got a, we got off on a tangent with Beijing and all that uh and and some are in it some are out and we'll we'll find out in a few weeks if if we ever see him or if we're just uh I, I don't fucking know um 
So definitely shout out to the chat. My score prediction. Fellas, last week I came in here and I said, your backs are against the wall. Let's see how you fight back. And they, I mean, they showed some fight, but they still ultimately lost. And today I'm feeling awfully Tresmanary. I already told you guys this. Um, the, the, the defense doesn't work. The offense looks incompetent. They don't know what they're doing out there. And I don't know if we have the coaches to get them in the right place. I think Dustin Fields makes some good plays. He's going to go out there and he says he's not going to think. He's just going to go, which could turn out to be, like KB said, a 200-yard passing game, or maybe he throws four picks. I don't know, but I just want to see him rip it. You know, when you see guys open, just rip it. Don't think, yeah. just fucking rip it. And uh, But I do think that this is the beginning of the end, uh, and I'm hoping – I hate to say this mid in week three, but I'm hoping that we end up with a new head coach uh, – in the middle of the season. I'm just I'm just over yeah. it with Eberfus. I'm over yeah. hearing about his philosophy and getting your track shoes ready and not telling anybody loafs. anything about loafs. what's going on. Uh, loafs. He's he's been <laughs> loafing all year. Not telling anybody anything about what's going on inside the building. I mean, we had a defensive coordinator resign and the only thing the Bears said was Alan Williams resigned. Like what okay, can we get any context to that? I mean it can it, I, it caused can I say yeah, go ahead. Daniel Greenberg just and, and you know he's a decent reporter. Um, according to Adam Schefter, the reason that Alan Williams resigned as the defensive coordinator of the Chicago Bears was because of inappropriate activity and that Bears HR was involved. Wow. Well, maybe they will. Take, Daniel Greenberg, it. take it for what you want to leave it, but he's 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 literally I mean, tagging Adam Schefter in the tweet. So I presume I mean, we've seen to... we've seen owners in other sports do less things and have to be forced to sell their team. Uh, I don't see that as the McCaskies, but it is what it is, man. If they got to sell this team, maybe that's the change we need in Chicago, the hope that we need in Chicago. Uh, so, but but saying all that, um, I will say, like I said, this feels like Tressman error to me. And remember when we went back to back, I think it was New England and Philly gave up 50 burgers. And that was really when the Bears fans were like, we told y'all it's time to move on. Uh, I think Kansas City, this is a get-right game for them. I think they put it on us. It's a Matt Nagy revenge game, and our defense doesn't work. Give me Chiefs 52, Bears 14. I think they absolutely demolish us from start to finish. Our offensive line's not going to be good. We lost our left tackle, and our defense doesn't work. Andrew Billings will have a good game. He's always going to do his job, and that was something that we said when we signed him. Andrew does his fucking job. He right. goes out there. He stuffs the run. KB, you said he's getting a sack. I mean, if he gets a sack, you better shoot him a text from the Barfly tailgate. Show oh, yeah. Him, oh, yeah. What, happened, what happened to uh, Chris tonight? Today? Chris is under the weather. Uh, okay. he's, he said he's got a cold this morning. Yeah, so he, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're all a little under the weather, I think. There's flu. Yep. Hey, man. Yeah. I, did, so, I, yeah. Do, I do got great news, though. Okay. One of, one of my favorite performers of all time is doing the halftime show. So, Usher will do the halftime show in the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I, that, that's a dub for me. I, I'm I thought he's from Atlanta. What's he doing in Chicago doing hey, the show? Hey man, listen, I'm I'm just talking. You know what I mean. <laughs> but but yeah, I will yeah. I will quickly say too that the, the Bears are going to make history today. Not in probably the way that we want, but if Andy Reid and the Chiefs beat the Bears today, yeah, Andy Reid surpasses Tom Landry with 270 career wins. So the Damn. Bears are going to help make history today. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> 
Yeah, so I think it's a blowout though. And the MVP, no, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to go with uh, Justin Fields because he's just he's got to he's got to go out there and put it all on the line. I uh, can't pick the defense when we give up 50 points in my prediction. And uh, Roshan Johnson's already gone, and Justin's gonna have to make plays with his feet because the whole line's not good and it's getting worse uh, week after week. So it's uh. Uh, I hate to see it. I hate to say it as a Bears fan. I'll always be a Bears fan. Uh, but you know, how am I supposed to? How is this going to continue when I'm trying to get my son? I've told you guys this. I want my son to be a Bears fan because I'm a Bears fan. But when there's a team an hour away from me that puts up a fun offense to watch, a star quarterback in Joe Burrow, as long as he's not hurt. And some sweet ass uniforms. I mean, they pull out the all whites. And I think they're pulling them out tomorrow night. Uh, it's just, I think it's a beautiful uniform. It's just difficult for me to like every day, every Sunday. Scott, Scotty's like, you know, what the what the Bears do? I'm like, well, they lost. And he's like, again. I'm like, like I get tired of saying that and hearing that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but anyway, um, we'll get out of here, uh, and we'll just. I guess we'll just leave everybody with a bear down. Fantasy bear down, football bear down. next. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Goon and Tooch.